Eagle looking great. Here we go. I'm Anthony. This is Chris. Hello. We're the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. You can be a Sci-Fi Wise Guy too. All you have to do is say that you are, and we can't do anything about it. This is a podcast we'll dedicated you. to. <laughs> he'll, yeah, he'll find he'll dox you on the internet. Uh, dedicated to straight to stream or direct to DVD indie science fiction media films, shorts, television, whatever it is. That's a very broad way of saying that I'm not going to go to the theater to watch these movies. But sometimes we do. Have, well, yeah. So occasionally we do a bonus episode or first impressions of something that's um, a little bit more mainstream. Because if we're going to watch it, we might as well make content out of it. Because it's the year 2022. If you're not monetizing and capitalizing on all of your hobbies, <laughs> then what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to share something with you before we before we talked about whatever it is that we're here to talk about today. I wanted to share some stuff, if that's okay. Sure. Share away. I don't know if you noticed, I, I got my other art out. Oh, yes. I see. The uh, Lone Star art is still behind that one. Mm. I was just getting everything organized, trying to figure out where I want to put it. I actually think that it will end up in the living room, so that, that'll go away. But this is a, I can't really show it because it's got a terrible glare. It is a, uh, a photograph of, I don't think they're ruins, but it's uh, from Rome. Okay. It was like a That's brick wall cool. with some pillars broken down. Yeah, so I have a, I have a good friend who is uh, an art history professor at the state university in the city we live in. And she took that on like a work thing to Rome. Like she took, she had a whole exhibit of art at the local art museum. Um, she's had more than one exhibit, um, but that was from one of them. Uh, the Lone Star painting is actually from one of her students, uh, gifted mm-hmm. to her. And she's always, I mean, she gets a lot of art. So um, I had mentioned how much I like it. So when she was trying to like, make room for new stuff and get rid of things, she was like, oh, hey, you know, she gave that to me. Um, but I'd like to show you some different art, if that's okay, that came in yesterday. I'm ready. I, I, this might be like reversed, but you should be able to see what it is. Oh, signed? Oh, signed. Oh, Excellent. on this side right here. Oh, very Which neat, very cool. I actually already have like a full size of this signed by both Brandon and Jason Trost. Uh, but this, I got this because guess what else it came with? Uh, hold on. Uh, LWE blow up doll. God, I wish. <laughs> Oh, yes. Excellent. Beats Very of Rage. Cool. Also signed. Very excited. Awesome. And guess what else it came with? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, All Heroes Must Die signed. Ooh. Poster. You know, I would, if I, I know JTRO is not in the chat right now, but JTRO, if you hear this, I will buy signed All Heroes Must Die posters to all, go along with all these. All superheroes? All superheroes must die. So what did I say? I said all heroes must die first. So oh, it's I all superheroes must die and yeah. and all that. I'll do one and two. Give me a combo pack. Very neat. Very uh what's what's the uh, I'm gonna get them framed tomorrow. Very Robotech. Yeah, this last, this that last Yeah. Part. Look at this. Man, <laughs> I, if one thing I will say, like obviously Jason Trust is a very, very talented person. Much more talented than than I am or or you are most people it's I debatable. know. Debatable. Uh, yeah, it's debatable. <laughs> we'll debate it offline, and I'll win. He's a very talented person. I just um, meant that you think, are undervaluing yourself as well, a thank you. I person. appreciate that's, that. That's what I meant. Uh, don't yeah. patronize me. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> no, anyways, so he's a very, very talented person. I think one of his talents, it might be his best talent, is his ability to surround himself with other talented people. 
uh, we talk about it a lot when we talk about movies. It's like, oh, they came from you know this background or that background, and they were able to get this together, that together. Look, look how clever this is. But I mean, that artwork is amazing. And being able to source that type of artwork, the actors that act in his movies, the sound and like the passion that he gets out of other people, I think is probably uh, his biggest talent. That and his ability okay. to, to out DDR anyone <laughs> wearing snow boots. Okay. Although uh, he he I don't know he might be rusty on that one. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to share that. I was I wanted to get him framed today, but I was I had some other stuff, and I've actually had a pretty full day, so I'm gonna go get him. I'm gonna get frames tomorrow for those. So those are gonna go up on the wall. I'm very very excited. Are you just gonna go to Yield Michaels? Yeah, I was just gonna go okay. to Michaels. I didn't know where else to go. Is Fair there enough. anywhere else that you can go to get? Uh, I mean frames. Uh, Hobby Lobby. I don't go to Hobby Lobby. Well, no, I was just saying there's another place you can oh, go. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Michael's it is. Michael's Very it cool. is. One day, you know, that's what we should do one day, is just show each other posters that we have. Yeah? Well, you've <laughs> seen more than, most of mine. I've got more than a few in a box somewhere. I don't really have, like, I've gotten rid of a lot of things over the years. Like, you know, I move a lot, and I would just downsize and downsize. So I'm looking forward to regrowing the collection uh, now that I'm in a more permanent place. I think I have an actual, like, when Gears of War 3 came out, you were working at a, a certain video game retail store. And the you got me video game retail store. A sealed Gears of War 3 poster pack. Oh, did I? And I still haven't opened it. <laughs> Mint, that baby. Sounds, sounds like uh, something I would do. <laughs> but no, but yeah, one day we should. We should just, that should be an episode. Go through our collectibles. The poster things. Posters. And the, the sci-fi posters, wise guys. No, yeah. that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Stop delaying the inevitable. I know this is what you're doing. <laughs> I'm not. I really did want to share uh, those posters. I, I'm. Those are all FP posters. They're all Jason Trost signed posters. I realized we didn't say that as we went. So this is going to sound really horrible to future people lis- listening to this and not watching. We'll do better next time. Um, no, yeah. I, you know, well, well, <laughs> I said better. I didn't say we're going to be like good at it. I just said we'll do better. We will attempt to be better. We will attempt to be better. Look, we all see we all see the name of the stream. <laughs> or if you're listening in the future, you see the name of the movie and you're like, what's that? And you look it up. I owe everyone an apology. I mentioned we watch straight to stream or direct to DVD style, you know, independent stuff. That's that's one rule. There's been two additional rules um, that we've followed as we've done this podcast for how many ever episodes it is now 140 or whatever it is the first rule which we've broken a couple of times but we were up front when we break it is that neither of us has to have seen the movie before it has to be fresh for both of us it has to be new material right new stuff essentially the second rule which we've never actually i guess i don't think we've ever articulated on the we never vocalized it to the people right we've never vocalized it to the people is that we don't do asylum movies <laughs> So last week we did a recording at the end of it. I was, I found a movie. I was like, Oh, alien conquest. Okay. This looks interesting. Like the, the, the uh, description looks passable. I wanted to do some B movies, some proper B movies. I think we did our, our Apple TV month and it was a lot of real high quality stuff. We did our short films. Uh, we had a pit stop with book of Boba Fett. And I was like, I want to get back to our roots. I want to watch some independent straight to stream B movies. So I didn't do my due diligence. Sight unseen. <laughs> yeah. So I accidentally chose an asylum film. And now that's not the first time that's happened. You've done it. And I've done it before, actually. 
well, I, I believe we we shared trailers. Mm-hmm. We just figured out that it was an asylum movie, and it just never progressed. Right. Yeah. We normally I would be like, oh, did you know that this was an asylum film? And then we would just not watch it, or he'd be like, uh, <laughs> like he would start to watch it and be like, no, this is an asylum film. Yeah, and we like... stop. <laughs> but the problem with this one is that we put it on wax. We put it out there for the fans that this is what we were going to watch, and it didn't. Re- so, <laughs> so it just we just messed up. So. I'm sorry. But it's okay. I have a bit. I'm sure you do. That's all you have. No, I have an actual bit for this movie. We watched the the Foundation show. You talked about that a little earlier with one of the Apple TV, Apple Plus TV, whatever it's called. Yep. And then I mentioned that we should watch more of the movies from the old masters, the original science fiction masters. That's and true. lo and behold, indirectly, you did it. You did it. I don't know if you figured it out yet. I, I know. I know. <laughs> so... Uh, We'll get into it a little bit later, but for the people, you're watching an adaptation of a masterpiece of science fiction. <laughs> a All poor right. adaptation, but an adaptation nonetheless. So we tell people what we watched. We watched the 2021 science fiction thing. I couldn't find a single description of it other than that. Uh, Alien Conquest. It's uh, yes, an it's hour and 30 minutes long. Actually, technically, I think it's uh, one hour and 27 minutes long. Yep. I felt every minute of 87 oh. minutes. Oh, yes. Look at that cover. I, I just want to cut to the quick. I want to get the facts out of the way so we can start talking about this atrocious movie. 2.8 okay. out of 10 on IMDb based on 586 ratings. Uh, median score of 2. 2. 35.7% <laughs> of the votes gave it a 1 out of 10. A 1. 16, 10... Uh, 10 stars? Yeah, okay. I haven't read the reviews yet. Nah. But maybe it's possible that someone's, like, appreciating the... Like, maybe they're just a connoisseur of Asylum films. Like, they watch them as a a joke. Maybe they have a podcast based on it. I don't know. Uh, But maybe those are the 10-star reviews. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 0% audience score. No critical reviews. I think this is the first thing we've ever watched with zero critical review have you looked at any of these reviews um allow me to click this button let me allow me to click this button half star half star half star (laughs) half star half star uh we're scrolling we're scrolling there's a full star yeah good 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 half another full okay we're picking one and a half so it peaks at one and a half stars the cgi budget must have been 37 dollars okay 52 percent of google users liked this movie Metacritic, if I can show you, oh, you those f- reviews. You found it on Metacritic. No so. results found from Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let me uh. read this uh, blurb here. <sighs> on Amazon Prime, which is where you can watch this film, sibling astronomers discover Martians are threatening to attack Earth, but no one believes them until Martians <laughs> land and nearly destroy all of New York City. I don't think, man, once again. <laughs> Not the, accurate. This is, the grammar is atrocious. This isn't accurate in the slightest. <sighs> all right. All right. Um, it somehow has three stars on Amazon Prime. <laughs> somehow. Yeah, somehow. <sighs> all right. So I chose this film. This film chose us. It is what it is. I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to let you okay. explore the space, really like get to the, the crux of the issue, and um, just tell us what you think. Initial thoughts. Not the worst Asylum movie I've seen. You and I have a mutual friend who's made me watch several Asylum films. 
Uh, Transmorphers, I think, is probably the worst of the bunch. Uh, there's another one where they like they kind of do like a Matrix thing. I don't even really remember um, much about it because I turned it off. Like I left the room. I did. <laughs> it's like I can't do yeah. this, Daniel. I have to leave. This movie starts quite simply pretty well. The effects are pretty decent for the most part. I mean, they're they're this movie came out in 2021. It seems like the effects were from probably 2006, 2007 kind of level. I thought they looked a little better than that, but okay. Uh, well, I mean, just like just just based on the textures. Oh, sure. I think they moved well. Like nothing was really janky. Uh, <laughs> the sets are the sets. It's weird that this observatory on the top of some random mountain area, you know, kind of looks like a, a office building in downtown something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why are there only two people that work there? Mm-hmm. Sure, it's top secret, but there's got to be at least one, more than one person. I kind of teased it a little bit earlier. So Alien Conquest is essentially War of the Worlds, almost down to plot points. <laughs> Even the the aliens themselves look like war of the world stuff like their ships the tripods very similar to the the tom cruise vehicle from a couple years ago and even the the one from the 60s that i watched is it an alternate title was going to be 2021 war of the worlds uh, in europe i believe it is called 2021 ah. war of the worlds okay okay so there you go <laughs> may have been the reason why when i google searched it <laughs> did you mean war of the worlds no i didn't <laughs> no um, no i did not <laughs> funny thing uh, I, I rarely I rarely talk about this, but whenever you you know you use a search engine, you get a lot of people also searched for. And uh, on Google, it's got Battleship, which is a movie that you and I saw in theaters. Fantastic film. Meteor Storm, don't really recognize it. Wine of the Morning with a Viking ship on the cover, <laughs> and then Pixels, you know, uh, mm. Pixels. But yeah, um, I was very interested in Meteor Storm, made for TV movie from 2010. Maybe we should check that out. The biggest problem with this movie for me, I mentioned it and I was, you know, I was kind of mean. I I probably was far more insensitive to his problems, but Tom Sizemore is the biggest problem with this movie. Unfortunately, at the stage of his career, he kind of, he was looking at cue cards behind the camera, stuttering. Um, I got to stop you. I'm sorry. What? Have you clicked on Tom Sizemore's IMDb? Uh, not in a long time. Allow me to share. There's Tom Sizemore from... From better times. If I scroll down, 252 acting credits. <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 20, wow. 29, 30, 31, 32 films yet to be released, either completed, post production, pre production filming. The guy, like, he saw what Bruce Willis was doing, was like, I could do that. <laughs> I could do it better than him. <laughs> Look, and it's more than one Asylum film in here as well. Oh, yeah. Very much so. I mean, just in 2021 alone, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten films. The Magnificent Raiders of Dimension War One. What the a guy, title. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> this, Yeah. So, he, I mean, he's just putting in his, his day worth of work and moving on. There's no way he didn't film all of his all of his parts for this movie, all of his scenes for this movie. And if it took two days, I would be very surprised. Yeah, because I don't even think there's a night scene. There's not. Yeah, everything happens during the day. Allegedly, they only they only work from nine to four. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're part of the. Yeah. I mean, he no. started off with just like it, he just works. I mean, look at this. Well, he's in a lot a of 
he's in a lot of stuff that's actually really good, which makes oh, me sure. really sad. I don't want to really talk he about is. his personal problems, but it is what it is. He he's just doesn't stop working. My, I don't. I I must love I what he does. <laughs> I just didn't like it. You know, if you can't act, you can't act. But yeah. this guy can. And he's he like just the, the ultimate phone in is like reading a cue card in the middle of the scene. They don't even bother to resuit. Anyways, yeah. A lot of the other actors, I think they did a, a pretty decent job. Yeah. Emily Killian, she gets a lot of screen time. She's our heroine. Forty-one acting credits. A couple things as an actress. Apparently, some stunt work. Very cool. Um, Anthony Jensen, which I I believe is someone who's been in a movie that we've watched before. I just I couldn't find it, but only started acting in two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Forty one credits. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. No, no, no. That was the producing credits. My apologies. He only started producing in two thousand. I started acting in nineteen ninety. Yeah, that's about it for our principal actors. We had some other people in here. Mark Allison's uh, husband. Michael been in some stuff. Dave Vorzon. Yeah, Dave Vorzon, yeah. Dave, Dave, um, Dave Vorzon. He's Emma also in Ness- a lot of uh, Asylum stuff. Emma Nesfell played their daughter. Only been ex since 2013. Cool. Good for her. Six credits, yeah. And then Paul Nguyen, Tori Richardson, as the two women that Henry runs into randomly for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and then my favorite of the of, of our cast here was Craig Gellis. Craig Gellis. Absolutely fantastic mustache. Ah, as, yes, he played the as character Chris. a bearded Chris. man, <laughs> what a coincidence. As a bearded man, I appreciate the facial hair in all of its forms. This guy's been in 77. He's got 77 acting credits. Good job, Craig. Keep it up. Yeah. Other than Tom, I think everyone gives a pretty, I don't want to say like well performance or good performance, but I think they're actually trying to act. It's believable is what I would call it. It's believable. It's not distracted me from what's happening. Yeah. And D'Angelo Davis, I just saw him. Yeah. Uh, He did a pretty good job as Lieutenant Harris. Very cool. There's one actor I want to bring up. He was only in one scene. His name is Ramiro Leal. He played. I don't remember this guy. Yeah. Quote unquote, Sergeant (gasps) Halloran. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's, He's a, I mean, he's a jack of all trades here since 2024. I guess I'm guessing for Asylum, just judging from these names. Producer, production manager, art department, actor, Holleran, Sergeant Holleran, who like is trying to keep her from going where she, our, our principal actress, principal character, uh, Allison, keep her, you know, safe, keep her from going where she shouldn't go. And then he gets the thousand yard stare and starts describing these horrific things that the aliens are doing to people, <laughs> which we never see, by the way. And then he snaps out of it. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Also, there's no such thing as a sergeant in the Air Force, but it's whatever. Fair enough. All in all, I think my my biggest, like I said, my biggest problem was just Tom. But other than that, I, I don't even want to say it's a solid B movie because I don't even think really think asylum movies are B movies because like Mm-mm. they're just intention like they're parodies right they're just I mean I appreciate the asylum for all the things that it does but no this movie was just meh I think it, this is the most meh movie I think I've seen in a long time it was so generic there was nothing special about it I just uh yeah yeah so asylum or the asylum I guess is their their name They've been around for a while. I mean, they started in 1997, but it wasn't until like the mid 2000s uh, with their own version of War of the Worlds that came out right around the time the Tom Cruise one did that they realized that, oh, we can do the, what they're called mockbusters, where they're just taking the same 
general idea and then ch- doing whatever they want with it uh, so that right. it looks similar, right? Like the cover of this film, the poster looks like Independence Day with New York City and then the giant spaceship in the sky, which does not happen in the movie. <laughs> I mean, they're in New York or whatever, but that's that's it. Yeah. And then you mentioned Transmorphers, and then they made a sequel to that. They actually came out a few days before the first Transmor- uh, Transformers movie. I don't, I don't want to say that their movies are a ripoff, because I think that this movie is only similar to Independence Day in that there's flying saucer-like ships and aliens attack. But I could say that about a thousand films, right? Sure. But the marketing is very much ripping off other things. They're, they're like... We don't need to do a lot of marketing because we'll call it Transmorphers or call it Atlantic Rim and have it come out around the same time and people, it'll just, it'll sell itself, right? Which is... Uh, uh, Atlantic Rim. That's yeah, that's a, a thing. One. That's a thing. And they, they, they mostly did um, horror films, it sounds like, beforehand, uh, before all of these kind of, the like you called parodies, which I think is a great uh, name for them. Um, but I guess they were, they just, they couldn't compete against Lionsgate was the, well, they said against major studios who are doing the same direct-to-DVD stuff, but they specifically called out Lionsgate. Uh, Special shout-out to Lionsgate. I think there was a period of time where me and you would go to the theater, and it was a Lionsgate film. We knew it was going to be good. Like, you knew what you were getting, this certain level of quality. Similar to The Asylum, you know what you're getting. Mm -hmm. So the the problem I have with this movie is everything you said. At the core of it, it's a good, it's got this little nugget of a good idea inside of it. And that let's retell World of the Worlds, except instead of the uh, instead of the Martians dying because they're exposed to viruses or whatever in our atmosphere, we deliberately, as humanity, like build the biological weapon to kill them. I mean, we're going to mix that biological weapon in an observatory because that's where you keep biohazardous material, and we're going like to mix it. Caucus, yeah. We're going to mix it not wearing gloves. We're just going to mix strep bacteria with no gloves. No masks. No. Well, yeah, right. When they're mixing it, no masks. You're right. We're going to make sure it's blue because what we're going to do as a prop is we're going to tear the label off of this off-brand Windex we bought from Kroger. And do they have Kroger's out in California? Whatever whatever the equivalent of, of a Kroger is. And we're going to go spritz the aliens. Like, at its core... Okay, that's not a bad idea. Like, War of the Worlds, but we kill the aliens with a biological weapon, like a bioweapon. That's, okay, I, I can get behind that. Everything else about it was just, we need to fill in an hour and a half. We need to fill in an hour and a half. We need to fill in an hour and a half. What do we do here? You know? <laughs> Ralph's. <laughs> Ralph's? Not, Kro- not Kroger. Is it called Ralph's? Okay, yeah. Ralph's. Because from the, from the Big Lebowski, is there a Ralph's around here? Mm. And I've been to California enough times I should know. <laughs> I guess Walgreens. CVS. CVS, yeah. I have a ton of notes about this film. Oh. But I think that I want to skip most of these critiques and just sum it up by saying, and this is a note, I checked how much time was left in the movie and saw that there were six minutes left. And I I had the thought, wow, I thought the credits would start already. Like, (laughs) why aren't the credits longer? (laughs) Because I needed to be done. And I think that sums up how I felt about it. For longtime listeners, longtime fans of the show, you know that we love a good story, no matter, like, uh, the budget of a film doesn't impact what typically impact how we like a film. It's how you use it, right? Uh, not so great CGI can be overlooked because we understand what we're watching, right? In the medium. But this, I mean, one of the, I'm sorry, yeah. I was going to say one of the most, uh, the best example of that is the Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Yeah. Real like, low budget. Yeah, <laughs> exceptionally low budget. Yeah, like they drove a they drove a jeep. 
Yes. And they just flipped the footage so they could pretend that they were in England. <laughs> yes. Uh, the example I was thinking about, but that's that's only pro- that, that's probably a better one. But I was thinking of All Superheroes Must Die 2. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was made on a budget of $5,000. And they were like, okay, we only have this much money. What can we do with it? All right, well, we're going to do a, like a documentary style film. Okay. Like, they, like taking the budget and, and using it in a better way. Uh, reading the Wikipedia and some other articles about the asylum, uh, they make films for quote much less than a million dollars i could i knew that <laughs> but on average they break even after three months okay most yeah most asylum films quote break even after about three months so they're making money so the, the problem i have with the asylum because i'm done talking about this film it's not great there's some leaps of logic there is more techno babble in this one movie than there is in 15 seasons of star trek it is ridiculous. <laughs> Protein is not an element, but that's all I remember from biology class. I'm not going to take it any further than that. <laughs> so the reason that we don't normally watch asylum films is because you're right. They're not B movies. I think that there's probably some that we could say are B movies. I, I think Sharknado, you could consider Sharknado a B movie. It's not though. I mean, so. Because cause it's not a mockbuster, right? Because no, I, can't, I can't think of a, a, a a big big budget studio version of some some storm that manages to make sharks appear in the sky like you know um <laughs> i have a list it's interesting if you look at the list on wikipedia you can look at a list of the asylum films and it actually tells you what it's based off of it, or if yeah. it's not right so you're right that's not but is it a proper so in my mind in my mind yeah and, and this is where i'm trying to i'm gonna kind of draw the difference or put the difference there's there's b movies and then there's the asylum. Yeah. The asylum, or sorry, a B movie is a low budget film where where you you did what you could. You had fifty grand. You maybe you're funding it yourself. Maybe you're not. It doesn't matter. It may or may not have a limited theatrical release or go to a film festival or what have you. So it doesn't necessarily have to be direct to DVD in the in the purest of senses. But typically it is direct to stream, whatever. In which you have the story you want to tell, and you're telling it as best you can within this budget. I want this style of film, Alien Warfare. We watched that. What is a year, year and a half ago? Campy Navy SEALs fighting aliens in some remote secret CIA place. Okay, super campy. Super campy, and I know you didn't appreciate it as much as I did. It's a little, a little divisive. But they had the, this core of an action movie idea, and they did it as good as they could, and they upped the camp a little bit to cover up some of the rough edges. That's yeah. what I call a good B movie. Whether I know you didn't necessarily enjoy it, but it's a good B movie. The Asylum films, like it has, they seem to have all of the same ingredients of a B movie, except that they're not trying to tell the best story they can for the budget. They're not trying to really capitalize on what their their ideas. They're literally just what is coming out soon that we can latch on to so we can make money. Yeah. And and so it's the spirit of the filmmaking that's different, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and, and that's not to say that the people involved in this particular film didn't have the passion for it, but it's not coming across on the screen. For all of their CGI budget, which I thought the CGI was decent in this film. Like I have no complaints about the CGI, really. They couldn't make the cut on her forehead stay the same shape and size throughout the film. And they couldn't make it not look like it doesn't match her skin tone. Like, I I don't understand. Like, you don't have a makeup artist. Like, any makeup artist should have been able to blend that in. It's just, it's just weird. These weird decisions, these weird choices. And so that's why I don't, I don't think of them as a, as a B movie 
production house because they're because they shouldn't be. They could easily make parody films. They could take three of the movies they're going to make this next year that try to capitalize on the next Fast and the Furious and a Batman and whatever and make something more original that's probably pretty good that we would enjoy and put it on Prime or Netflix. You know what I mean? They're deliberately keeping it at this low rent, low budget space. Now you could argue that, yeah, the marketing is, I want to, I want to call it, it's kind of parasitic. They're like a vulture when it comes to the marketing. Misleading is the word. Misleading. That I like to use. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the marketing's a bit misleading, but you know what? Hey, they're a production house out of you know California. Lots. You know, as an actor, you can get a gig. You can go work for them, and I'm sure a lot of the actors that are in a lot of their films are probably doing all right for being in their films. But the problem is, is once you're in an asylum movie. <laughs> I don't know where you go from there. There's plenty of uh, B-movies where with actors that are um, either have been popular or become popular afterwards. It's not a dead-end thing. I mean, I think Angelina Jolie's first movie was a B-movie. I think it was Cyborg or Cyborg 2 or something. I can't remember. But there, <laughs> let's, let's, not, let's not look it up. I remember that because we did Cyborg X a year ago. And... Mm. Anyways, but I feel like having, you know, having a B movie on your on your resume, on your filmography is different than having an asylum film on your well, uh, like, on your resume and your filmography. Like Boss Level. Yeah. Yeah. Is Boss Level Boss Level's a B movie? It's uh it's yeah, it's pretty high budget for a B movie. I mean, it paid for Mel Gibson. <laughs> but like it didn't come out in theaters, right? It, I don't I don't remember cuz I think we talked about it. I don't remember No, it was, it was a it. Hulu original. Yeah. So, and we talked about before in the past that Netflix and HBO and Hulu and Amazon Prime, to a lesser example, like releasing their own independent films. I mean, it's a B movie. Yeah. Like, well, in my opinion, it was a originally. Good one. It was originally going. Yeah. Going. It was one of those movies that got moved from theatrical release to a streaming release due to mm. uh, Corona. That's right. That's so right. I don't know right. if it's the best example of it. Fair enough. There's movies we've watched that there's B movies we've watched that definitely deserve more. And there's other movies we've watched that definitely deserve to less. be B movies, be less. <laughs> like Singularity is a great example of a movie that needed to be trimmed down, needed to have a smaller release, needed to be direct to DVD to get its ideas across and then grow from there. And instead yeah. it's just a dead in the water, maybe theatrical release. Okay, I can't remember movie uh, from from whenever that just killed like no one the, the person who made that movie didn't go on to do other things right there's the yeah. b movies have a place and asylum movies absolutely have a place and their place is just not on our podcast because <laughs> when we're looking <laughs> like, for the we're looking for the diamonds in the rough we're looking for those hidden gems they're not it we know I, they're I guess, not it like national lampoon right because that's a very similar kind of independent film studio right national sure yeah lampoon. well they're a lot of things i thought they were a magazine but yeah National Lampoon Inc. They were a magazine company. I mean, there's no yeah. such thing as magazines anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but then they be then they became National Lampoon Incorporated is a comedy entertainment company. Yeah. But yeah, they do. They make TV and movie and movies like yeah. Vacation, obviously. Fantastic. Like all the scary movies, like sc- like scary movie. That's a parody. Is a B. Yeah, it's a parody. And, and I think like the only difference is, is that they're parody movies that are actually comedies. Riz. National Lampoon didn't make, did they make scary movie? I think oh, that's no, completely I was, I was, different. I think I was using scary movie as an example. Oh, okay. As something okay. that like a lampoon or like a spoof, right? Right. Parody. Right. But the difference is, is that with, with the asylum is they're not comedies. They're just. They, they're, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, they, it's, 
like all the scary, there were all those horror movies that came out in the nineties. And so that's why they made scary movie. They had all the teen movies come out. That's why they made not another teen movie. Mm-hmm. And then transformers came out. <laughs> we're going to have transformers instead. Well, that's not a parody. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Hopefully I'm getting my point across. I'm Imit- not trying it's, to it's hate on people. An imitation. For, yes. It's, it's an imitation. It's a poor imitation. And at the very least, the marketing is predatory and misleading. Yeah. So you brought up National Lampoon. I had to double check, but Van Wilder. I loved Van Wilder. Great film. <laughs> but I mean, it basically, I mean, that's the first time I ever saw uh, Ryan Reynolds. Who else was in that film? Cal Penn, Tara Reid. Tara Reid, Asylum Actress. Yeah. <laughs> asylum Actress Tara Reed. Is she in asi- Asylum movies? Sharknado. Oh, is she? I've never, I, this yeah. is actually the first Asylum film I've ever seen. Yeah, we're not making fun of the, we're not making fun of the people that work on them. Or work in them, you know. Actors have got to actors got to act. Mm. PA's got a PA. Yeah, you know, you make your bones that way. It's just <laughs> they're it's just, just intentionally bad, and we don't want to watch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what you're getting, and so it's not. It kind of goes against the the whole idea of the podcast of trying to find is this worth it? Like you already know going into an asylum movie whether you're going to like it or not. Yeah, you just do. So yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I don't got anything else. I. Don't think I do either. This has been, it was a very interesting experience. Man, if I was a film student or a film teacher, I'd make, I would make my students watch this film and then tell me what's wrong with it. Like, let's break this down at a high level. Couple things. Do we want to tell, tell the people about tomorrow? Oh, yeah. We plan on watching The Adam Project. Yes. So we're pretty excited about that. Also, for the month of March, a couple things coming out. We got Kenobi, right? Is, or is that in May? We got Strange New Worlds coming out May fifth. May, May twenty fifth. That's right. I'm sorry. Well, we will we'll be we will be watching the pilot for Strange New Worlds. Oh, you're just making that decision for me. Is that I, what you're doing? Uh, I am the sci-fi wise guy. <laughs> I actually, if you were here, we voted on it, but you weren't here at the beginning of the mm. podcast. Oh yeah, you it. did. Yeah. No, we didn't. Mm. <laughs> I just unilaterally made decisions. No, I thought we already committed to that. No, we did. I'm just. Well, we're going to record the Adam Project tomorrow. Uh, we're going to take a week, week and a half off because I will be at a wedding out of state. Mm-hmm. Did I see correctly today that they're rec- uh, doing a fourth season of Daredevil for Disney Plus? Uh, I don't know. Let me possibly bing it real quick. Ah, it's a rumor. Mm-hmm. Might secretly be in the works. <laughs> so there it is. There it is. All right. Well, thank you for. Man, this has been the most ranty of of episodes. Uh, this movie is freaking horrible. Don't watch it. Mm-hmm. Not worth the price mm-hmm. of subscription. No. Don't give Bezos your money for this, please. No. If you have suggestions for better films that we should watch, please send them our way. Uh, you can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Sci-Fi Wise Guys. You can email us, sci guys at gmail.com. I think that's it. Yeah, you can reach it to us out to us that way. Uh, <laughs> DM us or just tweet at us. It doesn't matter. We, uh, we appreciate the suggestions. It makes our jobs a little bit easier. Uh, if you completely disagree and you think Asylum films are great or there might be some diamond in, in the rough, some hidden gem in the Asylum filmography, I guess let us know about it and we'll think about it. Otherwise, we'll probably watch whatever you tell us to watch because it's simple. I did see some stuff about a show they have on Netflix, Black Summer, two seasons. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is a spinoff of Z Nation, which is a sci-fi is. show they made. It is. Yeah, which maybe. I'll think about it. <laughs> maybe we can, uh, you know, once a year, we'll do like an asylum movie. Debatable. I'm going to B-roll us out of here. B-roll us out of here. Stay healthy. Stay hydrated. And if the carbon floral, floral fluoride protein calcium matrix 
can get matched by a 18.7 kilojoule megahertz optical laser, maybe we have a chance to feed the aliens. Bye. Just saying. I, Just I know what you're saying. Now you're saying bye. <laughs> bye. I really do hate the idea of the asylum. Sorry. Like I think oh, it, it just goes against everything that I think that a, you should be you should be aspiring for more always. And they're just like, no, we can make money off of this. They're leeches. That's the term I was looking for. Leeches. <laughs> leeches. The bloody leeches. <sighs>